everybody. Welcome to the Open Network User Group Podcast. I'm Mark Tierney. I'm Onug CTO. And today, today I've got a great guest. He is famous. I'm just going to say he's famous in the DevOps community. And we're going to have fun talking to this person because I was talking to this person. And I said a couple of things and I saw his ears perk up. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to, I don't know, satisfy some of my curiosity about what's happening in the DevOps space right now. But first, Onug Fall 2022, it will be a hybrid event again. It's gonna be at Center 415 on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. That's New York City kids, October 19th and 20th. Uh, that's October 19th and 20th, Center 415 on Fifth Avenue. Join the Ona community of global 2000 companies, enterprise architects, cloud providers, thought leaders, as we explore the building blocks required to create flexible, transformative IT business platforms. Go to onug.net to register for this event today. All right. Who is our uh, who is our great guest? He is James Wicket. James is head of research at Verica. He's also an author. He's the author of DevOps and DevSecOps at LinkedIn Learning. I want to learn more about that. So James, first of all, hello. Thanks for being with me today. Why don't we start with, you know, just a little bit, bit of background and then you know, you can you can ease us into this whole universe you're in 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 the sure, DevOps yeah. space. So, to tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, hey Mark, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for your, uh, you know, putting me on the show. Uh, you know, I was worried. I thought it was Onuj, so I'm glad to hear it's Onug. That's great. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, <laughs> That's our, just our, our founder just Nick joking. Lippis doesn't even say it right, so it's all good. Okay, okay, well, good. Um, yeah, so where, where should we start? Uh, I've been, uh, for most of my career, I've been in uh, operations or uh, security, um, and I've worked um, w- worked kind of the, the uh, you know, I'm pre, pre-cloud days, right, worked uh, like as a, as a web system admin for many years, kind of, you know, carried the pager, did the battling of that, tried to know, done, done the compliance stuff, um, have, you know, some security certifications and training in large enterprise uh, as well. And then um, was, was able to was fortunate enough to work with some friends, and we got on the, the cloud early on in like uh, 2010. Um, um, and we're, we started some projects for National Instruments, which is a company here in, in Austin, Texas. We were building some cloud products together. Uh, one of them being my good buddy uh, Ernest Muller, uh, who we ended up later kind of filming some of those courses you're talking about on uh, on LinkedIn Learning. Yeah, tell uh, us, tell, so us tell us a little bit yeah. about. Uh, it's not a commercial. I just uh, I wasn't aware that you yeah. did all that, and uh, so now oh, it yeah, makes yeah. sense of why you're passionate about it. So tell tell us what you're doing on on LinkedIn. It sounds like you're kind of a big deal. Well, uh, hey, yeah, uh, I don't, I wouldn't go that far, but I will say um, we, we started, uh, ha- we had DevOps days here in Austin, um, and and Austin's was was really was really kind of blessed in the early days of of kind of the formation of DevOps, right? And so, uh, you know, I, I can remember back to like 2010, 2011, I would tell my friends I'm using the cloud, and then and then they're like, oh, there's this thing called DevOps, and it's like everything was like finger quoting, and people were like, you know, just thought, you know, I was. I lost my mind, right? Um, that's right. And, and that's all right. And uh, but we had we had some really great like uh, um, meetups in in Austin, just at like local bars with people like Gene Kim coming in, you know. And I can just think of those like Adam Jacobs and other folks, and um, uh, you know, early uh, early chef and puppet people 
right. you know, meetups and working groups and breakfasts and stuff. And so just all that stuff was kind of going on in Austin at the time. And in 2012, we were like, all right, let's, let's have a DevOps days. And so we kind of held our first DevOps days event, uh, had, a, had a bunch of people join. That was really successful. I blog with, uh, uh, with Ernest, although Ernest does the, the bulk of the writing for it on the Agile admin. And uh, he'd written a, a post called, what is DevOps? And, um, and that went on for many years. I can't remember the year, it was maybe like 2014 or so. But it was it was definitely like the most read, most um, uh, viewed piece of content on like what is DevOps or the definition of DevOps, and it was cited in a lot of places. And um, back then it was called Linda, um, but uh, uh, Lynda.com they did the Photoshop classes and stuff. But they're trying to get IT library stuff, and um, they uh, reached out to us and they had they had seen seen some of our stuff and said, hey, would you like to teach um, or would you like to film a film a course and that's how we kind of got started linkedin learning eventually bought bought them and then uh you know microsoft bought linkedin and so uh, they've kind of grown the it enterprise catalog uh, you know over the, over that course but um and that's where we we started with the uh, basics of like you know it's a three-hour primer um uh videos on like you know what is devops how you know how to what books you should consider reading like you know career paths so we try to answer some objections uh show some basic skills that, that people should should get on as they're kind of approaching this and like a framework, a way to think about it. And then that spun off several other sub courses. Like we have an infrastructure as code course, there's a, an agile course, there's some other other pieces we put out there. And then then the DevSecOps stuff kind of flowed out of that as well as like a security is kind of coming on board. Um, it, it was it was really, we just thought like, we, we knew that people needed to hear DevOps like from like kind of the pure vision of what DevOps uh, was, which which we argued about a lot during the early days, you know, um, and, and by we, I mean like the the, the DevOps uh, community as a the whole. Community. Like, uh, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of like argument of like, should we even call it DevOps? Like, or, or, or like, or should we call it anything past? Like DevOps is just like a professional culture, you know? Um, anyways, it was, it was You developer types getting together and just trying to marginalize uh, old infrastructure people like myself. Isn't that really what was going on? I mean, just be honest about it. Right? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It, actually, yeah. you know, I I, I found um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of neckbeards and Unix people, you know, in 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 the house who are very excited about the the change as well. Um, especially folks that had kind of come come up and you know, had some sort of CF engine, you know, implementation. And back then, like it was like chef puppet, those were DevOps type type of things. There was no yeah. CICD that didn't really, that didn't really matter, but people were like, okay, like I want to codify my infrastructure. I want that, I want that piece to, to work. Right. And then those other pieces, the continuous delivery stuff, Jess Humble's uh, and Nicole's uh, stuff has kind of helped. Nicole Fazerin really helped bring it across from, and Gene Kim, I would say really helped bring it from, uh, DevOps is for these, you know, practitioners to like the business cared about it because they showed the business value of, of kind of taking part in the DevOps uh, um, transformation that many people were coming at. But um, I don't know, there's to your question though, like to answer your question slightly seriously, Mark, like I think there was always a feeling of like, are we trying to replace like all the infrastructure and stuff that's gone before us? Uh, I mean, that's not, that's not completely untrue, but but I, I like this quote by Tom Limoncelli. And he uh, and I'm going to butcher it because it's been a while since I've looked at it. But um, 
he says that, that the rise of DevOps was, um, it was like a necessity. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a response to a cultural movement like we all like to think. And it wasn't like this, this hipster thing that we all, that, that we all like to believe we were, we were part of. Um, he, he sort of charts it back to, um, and he wrote the cloud system administration book, but he, he wrote um, that, you, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you could have one person and they can manage tens of servers, no problem. They could probably even manage a hundred servers, right? With some level of automation. But now we're taking the cloud, we have the cloud and now we're, now we're dealing with hundreds, thousands, maybe even 10,000 servers per, per you know, person in that role. And so like the tooling and everything has to radically shift. And so, um, and so you just you know, can't we, scale it. The you can't scale it the old way. It just can't, and, right? And so I, I, I like that. I like that approach because it's huh. it. I think there's all the the siloization talk is true. I think the culture stuff's true, but I also think of like the technology change forced the way we like do business. I think that's also true. So, you know, it's like uh, it's like anything. You could you could come up and describe why and how DevOps came came to be, um, and uh, and there's some fun history like in all directions on that. But yeah, no, it's uh, so I for m most people who know me know that uh, I describe myself as a first follower. I'm not particularly uh, I'm not particularly that innovator, new idea person, uh, but I am and I pride myself on being the type of person that looks uh, or can look at, you know, new technology and new innovation. And, you know, from an operational mindset, go this works. And you know, here are things that maybe we should be doing to make it successful, right? So even though there were a lot of infrastructure people, to your point, that were threatened uh, by yeah. you know the the idea of DevOps, uh, you know, how do you get in the way of of innovation? Like, how do you do that with a clear conscience, right? You want to be able to enable these things so we can all do more and do it better, right? And make it a wonderful experience for 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 everyone. Uh, so I was lucky to work at a firm that uh, was an early adopter and even with, um, you know, with uh, enormous infrastructure organizations, you know, we knew what the right direction, you know, was to go and there was room for everybody who's willing to change, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so it, it, it all makes, it all makes sense. Those early days were fun as to your point, as uh, everyone was trying to figure it out right and make it yeah. and make it successful so uh but here's the thing and this is yeah. what this is where you and i connected and uh i felt like your ears perked up a little bit i joke all the time whenever i'm on a call and you know for those who are familiar with with onug the open network user group we have several uh several different working groups that are tackling a lot of tough issues and sometimes we'll talk about what's happening in the devops community what's happening in the Dev NetOps community, community or Net DevOps community or DevSecOps yeah. community, right? And you know, every time I hear those, I it I just get a little twitch, James, because it always felt like that was not the original dream. Uh, <laughs> that the and I'm not saying I'm right, but I always felt like the you know the dream of DevOps was to have sort of that ubiquitous, um, single sourced. Uh, you know, intelligent, hybrid, Borg-like creature uh, that could do it all, right? Uh, you know, to a certain degree, especially, you know, the organization I was in, we we were uh, big in um, 
in the early days in OpenStack, for example. And uh, you know, oh, yeah. why why does it take why does it take three different disciplines to pull all that off when uh, you just need to be an OpenStack person, for example? I'm just that's as an example, right? And so yeah. I, I laugh to think that Kubernetes 1.0. So we couldn't out. wait to we couldn't wait to create specializations around yeah. you know the DevOps mindset. What so first of all. Am I wrong? Am I full of crap? Or, uh, you know, is this, why did it land like this? And is it, and where is it going? Do you think this, that's a lot to yeah, ask? I, yeah, no, 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 you're, you're right. Yeah. And I think that you're, um, and I, you know, I live in uh, Austin close to, we used to do a lot of our meetups at the Rackspace uh, uh, headquarters and they're a big proponent of, of uh, OpenStack back in the day. So I've kind of feel like I saw the inside of that, at least from the outside, you know, what was going on with the, uh, with that, uh, you know, and we've seen that cycle, you know, happen several times over since then, right? It's like, okay, Docker, now we're at Kubernetes and like, and um, um, so it, it is, that, that's interesting um, point. And I would say you're both right and you're, you're wrong at the same time. And, and it's, it's like, um, it was definitely an early struggle that we had where, where we um, wanted it to just be DevOps and we didn't, people didn't want to define it as I kind of mentioned, um, they were very much against like certifying somebody as DevOps. Um, um, they were against the idea of writing a book about DevOps. Um, you know, I can think of uh, some of these discussions uh, around that. And there was just, you know, and, and that, that's uh, early days. We just, we felt like we knew what we wanted to um, to do as a community and what we're trying to do and how we're trying to think of infrastructure differently. Um, your, your question on, on naming and like how like everybody's, I think DevOps sort of, in, it's, it was meant to encapsulate um, the siloization problem that you have between operations and development, right? So for every, every 10 developers, you had one operations person. And so we're like, that's not really a good ratio. That's not really, you know, you know, workable. Uh, if you write it, you support it. We need to reorganize in our teams. We need to think about it. But then you're like, oh yeah, but what about security? What about network? What about database? What about like, it's like, you could so, so then there's been thoughts of like okay dev star ops you know and then there's the all the stuff you just mentioned dev site ops dev net ops dev, you know and people are um and i uh patrick dubois who's the guy who kind of first coined the term devops and had the first devops days um he gave a talk and i i don't know four or five years ago he just um he, he was just saying like you know every we kind of come up with all these we come up with all these names and it's okay. It's okay. Like, like people are just trying to take this new style of working, kind of like what you described, and they're trying to apply it to the area that they're working on. And it's going to be messy. Like we're going to call it stuff like DevSecOps. DevSecOps may not, you know, out, you know, live, run the course. Um, for a while there, we didn't think DevOps as a term was going to like, was going to hang, which is, is also fine. Right. Um, and it was actually started at like an agile conference where they're like, let's talk about agile infrastructure. And then that's how the DevOps kind of grew out of that. I think as long as we're, we're thinking in each of our, um, siloed areas or the areas that are kind of our specialization, how do we, how do we, um, overlap and work with other people and how do we kind of distribute our knowledge and be part of kind of that um, as part of the team and seeing us as like a part of the the whole of like the, the software and the services that we're delivering. I think like that's a win, right? And um, I remember too, there's, uh, oh, oh, this is this is a good one for you, Mark. All right, so early on, all right. It was um, 
you know, we came up with the word DevOps. People were starting to hire DevOps engineers. Now, every, nobody wanted to call them a DevOps engineer because they're just supposed to be like, you're, you're a systems engineer. You're, you're, and, and, um, and people in the DevOps community thought like, well, you don't, a DevOps isn't a person. It's not a job title. Like there was, there's like themes about this. And, it's a process, um, right? So it's, a, I, it's a mindset. Yeah. 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 So, but I remember I accepted, uh, I don't know, 2014, I accepted my first job as a DevOps engineer it was in 2014. And you know, I had the business card that said DevOps engineer. Why did I do that? Well, because like as a DevOps engineer, I was now getting paid a lot more money than I was as just a regular. Right. And I was like, well, I got kids to feed. And if you want to call me a DevOps engineer, I'm not going to stop you. Like, let's do it, you know? And so I'd, sometimes at conferences, I'd hand on my thing and be like, yeah, here's my, and it's like, we were like, yeah, got it. You know, it's like, we, we but it's were, not just it because just, it was just it's, trying to show the, the new way. Yeah. yeah but, and it's not just about being cool either. I, the, the new way did involve a, a paradigm shift, a new way of yeah. thinking, a, you know, it, it did require technical talent, a technical talent, but married with, uh, you know, process innovation. I mean, that, that deserved what it got. Like, that's how mm -hmm. I saw it. It yeah. was new and it was uh, breaking norms, which needed to be broken. So here's one for you. Did, yeah. so would you say that DevOps sprung forth because of cloud? You could argue that DevOps should exist despite cloud, right? It, it, but could it have, could it have, would it have exploded without the rise of cloud services? I don't know. I think that um, I've, I've thought about this question in a, in another way, like um, software is kind of a new discipline, right? If you think about it from the age of, you know, human history, like software is what, sure. 50 years old, 60 years old, something's not, not super. And, and, um, and, what in the in the seventies and eighties um, and and really the nineties there was a lot of borrowing from other disciplines to figure out how we how we do things so we borrowed from civil engineering uh, as a as kind of our main um, source of you know guidance there right and and uh, and so then you have you know these waterfall charts and you have you know the lovely you know Gantt stuff and whatever but you have these big projects that unfold and so where when you're when you're in civil engineering like you have to like you know measure. My, my dad's an actually uh, architect, so I'm gonna but I'm gonna mess this up. So hope he doesn't listen to this because he'll be like, "You got it all wrong." But um, I hope you, know, he does. You, you, you do the elevation, you do the site survey, you you know line up all your workers, you get all your city approvals and permits, and you lay your fire code and you just whatever. Right? And then it's like, okay, now we're gonna pour ten million dollars worth of concrete, right? Okay, so like, but you've done a ton of work to get ready for you know concrete pouring day or whatever, right? Um, and and you can't un you can't unpour that. Like once that's that lets us out, it's like okay, you're the only thing you can do is like spend a lot more money, right? So it made made uh, uh, it makes the, all those practices and stuff they're not really wrong, like um, to do, but something as easy as like changing a few keystrokes, um, you know, in a in a software application. Um, so like so where whereas like a physical thing like a, a road, that's like the most difficult thing to undo. Whereas like we have the most free, easily changeable thing that's ever been created by, by humans, like just typing something. And now you have a completely new, um, completely new product. So maybe we shouldn't have borrowed all those practices from yeah. that discipline. And 
I think the first domino to fall in that series was in, in the agile. I mean, there's other people doing this in the late nineties, but in the agile manifesto, they're like, okay, we are no longer going to like wait six months till we ship a thing to the, to the customer. And then the customer's like, this is nothing like I described. And there's that like, you know, cartoon of right. like how we, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I think like that, and, and then, then moving that forward is like, now we're not really consuming software on like, cds or or uh you know or it's like not installed software it's like i'm buying services and so now operations has to be brought into that into that loop right and so that's a long answer you know, a, a uh, big sorry, part of what sorry, you're saying is about that but yeah yeah a big part of what you're saying has to do with you know a mindset around you know, if you can massively reduce your risk uh on an iterative basis then you know the then your ability to you know be agile roll out software fast for example and deliver you know continuously is enhanced and that makes a lot of sense i will say though i am pleasantly surprised that it, despite that this it's not didn't come with a cavalier attitude like I, as much as we say in devops you know fail fast fail often you know that kind of nomenclature or whatever uh I don't see wholesale failures ha happening all over the place. Like it seems like we're doing as a community, a pretty good job at, at yeah. how we're rolling code out. Is that fair? Yeah. Like you don't see too, too much carnage in the class every now and then you, you get, you get something, but um, it seems like people are generally being pretty successful at having, you know, reduce the risk and iterating quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think that we're still seeing, um, look, look software is a human enterprise. Human enterprises are going to have, you know, faults, failures. Um, um, actually at Verica, um, we, we are one of the, one of our projects we work on is called the void. It's the Verica open incident database. We've taken around 2000 incidents and cataloged them and, um, and try to look for, um, you know, how, you know, how complex systems fail and, and sort of bring some patterns and, and, uh, uh, to light out of that. And we originally started that project um, because we wanted like product research for like the stuff we build out for Kubernetes and for Kafka. We wanted to know how those things failed. Um, we brought in a great researcher. She kind of built out this database and they were like, well, this should just go for the world, right? So we've we provided out kind of a void. We have a void report that we issue uh, every fall. So a new one's coming up here, I think in about a month. And um, yeah, and so we, we do see failures and outages and um, uh, and breaches um, continue to happen. I wouldn't say they're worse because of DevOps. I would probably say they're, um, the systems did gain some additional resiliency because of how they're using the cloud, how like um, how they are being spun up on a regular basis. I think there, there's an old adage and I, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at like getting these quotes kind of right, but, um, you know, if you're, if you're doing something on a regular basis, um, you're able to respond a lot faster. So just by the nature of, let's say you deploy your software, you know, 10 times, 10 times a day or, or 10 times a week, even, um, you're no longer like your break fix is going to be really easy. Like everybody's already practiced on your team on how to go ahead and like, and, and roll that out, right. How to respond to a breach, how to respond to an outage, how to respond to that. Um, I can think back to working in the infrastructure, kind of one of those early jobs I had pre-cloud and stuff. And it was like, we, you know, you, you'd, get everything in, you put it in the change control database, you have your, your change control meeting, everybody sign off. And 
and somehow that's good right and then and then you you have like deployment day and then like that goes through the whole weekend and now you're just you've, you've worked 36 hours trying to get this thing up I've, I've done this and it's like why, why are we doing this and and it hit me um doing one of these uh you know as a young uh young engineer um it was like it was a saturday morning and we needed to roll out like a fix to one of the apps that we had broken that had taken down a whole bunch of stuff um I've, I've slept a lot since then. So some of the details are, are uh, you know, we'll just kind of leave them out. But <laughs> but um, I remember thinking, like, why are we able to quickly roll out this change, this this emergency patch, like, and like everybody rubber stamped approval all the way down from from the from the yeah. C level. And like, we're, 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 we are agile, like, we're, we're, we're DevOps in that moment, right? But like, the weeks and months leading up to this, no, we're not, right? We're very like, you know, ITIL process, like we got all, we got our flows sure. and water charts and you were now, waterfalling like, all over the place, baby. Oh yeah. We were, yeah, that's right. So, uh, anyways, it just seemed very incongruent, right? It's like, that's, those are, those are two. And, and yet if we'd been doing the other thing all the time, like we would have been really good at like rolling out these fixes. We were yeah. a small, small amount of code over time. And, you know, and so building muscle, um, building, building muscle memory and uh, figuring it all out. Yeah. So I don't know. So I blame us computer science stealing from civil engineering all those years ago looking for it's looking for a model so paving cow paths that's what i call it yeah. it's just the way it is but that's all right we're uh we're, we're finding our way now and i love it um okay yeah. so uh back then hardware was expensive hardware is very expensive back then so yeah. maybe the tide of civil engineering made a lot of sense in the 80s sure sorry all right, okay. I want to pick at this topic one more uh, from a slightly different angle is, is DevOps and DevNetOps, um, I, hear, I hear us talking about DevNetOps with a little more bias towards infrastructure as code than DevOps uh, raw. Is that fair? Like, mm -hmm. is there a much stronger infrastructures code bias when we when we're talking about devnet ops or even devsecops i think that whenever people add the other um pieces to devops they do it in so much as they can um show their new commitment to the to the overall piece so uh, i'm not as you know in the the, the community on like the dev uh, net ops piece, are you saying I'm we're not... pretenders is that what you're saying we're pretenders no i'm just saying like like i i come from more from the dev ops world where like people are yeah. like security people because um and i think network engineers uh i would sure i'm sure they'd find themselves in the same situation as security as this like for every for every uh 10 developers to one operations person well you could extrapolate that out even it's like for one security person you have 10 operations person people to 100 developers right so you're you have this small siloization inside of your your organization the security people are like how do i participate in that that process how do i move um into where i'm not a blocker but i'm actually showing value um where security is taking part in the overall development and operations flow, you know, kind of delivering delivering software and and taking part in that. So I'm I'm guessing that Dev NetOps would be you know very similar in that instance of like okay here's here's how we're gonna um, you know think about our you know our network appliances or other stuff that we're trying to either you know automate or put it put in a, you know some sort of codified way tested way. Um, yeah, so I think like every we're all trying to. Um, 
it's not being a pretender. I think it's just like the the discipline of DevOps is spreading. Oh no no no! I I I mean I I don't like the the word DevSecOps really. Like I think like uh, it's sort of like it, it it's security was never intentionally left out. Um, neither is like networking or or anything. But um, I think just you know there was too much of the problem domain early on in DevOps to really focus on. Um, okay, like we got these we got all these servers. How are we going to codify them? Like what are we going to do? What are the test systems we're going to set up? How are we going to um, you know, I, you know, we have to do observability. We have to look at, you know, figure out what's going on with the the system. So, um, yeah. So I, I think it's we're we're just continuing to evolve, um, you know, forward on a lot of these pieces. Um, and as each little step, as we add in new new people, new tribes into the kind of overall kind of the DevOps, you know, uh, the DevOps tent. Um, there's going to be different ways we're thinking about it. We're describing it. Um, that we're going to be kind of um, Using each other's uh, tooling or language to kind of you know put all that together uh, for for sure. So I wouldn't, right, so, I wouldn't feel bad so, about it. Yeah. All right. So let's say I want to learn more about I'm I'm um either having a career shift or I am I'm new to IT, uh, new to tech, new to de development, uh, and I want to learn more about this. Uh, to tell you know, tell the audience how they can learn more. W why not steer them in the direction of of your uh, of your learning site and uh, you know maybe give some direction on on the best way to approach. Sure, yeah, yeah, learning. sure. Yeah, if if you're a, if you have a LinkedIn learning subscription, you can. I, I tell people, I'm like, if you like Braveheart and like, you could have hours and hours of if, of me talking to you, you know, longer than Braveheart uh, um, about DevOps, DevSecOps, and about all these topics. But uh, no, there's a lot of good stuff in that uh, in their catalog. They do really. Um, uh, they do really high production value uh, type of material over there. Um, you know, if you come in more from a developer side, my buddy Karthik's got a course in there that's really, uh, really good as well. Um, yeah, th those are good ways to start. I've had several people um, let me know that during doing career changes, like kind of watching the DevOps uh, piece or even someone who's adjacent, like in sales or marketing, um, be able to watch it and just be able to get the terminology lined up and figure out how to do it. Um, if you're if you're kind of coming at it, um, but you're already a developer or you're um, kind of making it making a change into like an operations type type world, um, I'd recommend checking out the Phoenix Project um, or uh, uh, by Gene Kim. It's a really really great piece. He also has the DevOps Handbook. Um, if you come at it from security, the the security book I really like is the Agile Application Security Book. It's an O'Reilly book. Um, uh, I think that one's uh, really good. Um, just look at my bookshelves over here. So I'm trying to think of other.